Today's scripture reading is from Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 to 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. We are continuing our study on what has been called the Great Commission. Jesus' words to his disciples prior to his, his ascension. The last time we looked at the 16th and the 17th verses of the 28th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, and it was there we read, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. I don't know, I get caught up in uh, just simple stuff. Um, they did what they were asked to do. They did what they were asked to do. I mean, it's just, it's just that simple. It's like, Jesus warned his disciples, in the way of review, in the 26th chapter of Matthew, that he would be crucified and that Peter and everyone else would run. But he told them in the 32nd verse uh, of the 26th chapter um, to meet him in Galilee. Jesus said, I'm going to go before you. Meet me there. So he's already calling his shot, if you will. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be betrayed. I'm going to be persecuted. I'm going to be crucified. Uh, it's not going to go well for me for a period of time. But meet me in Galilee. Uh, the angel, the messenger of God, in the 28th chapter, the same 28th chapter, in the 7th verse, told uh, the women that had gone to anoint what they thought was going to be a corpse, uh, the angel greeted them there and said to tell the disciples that Jesus would meet them in Galilee. Um, I don't want to ex- extend the, or, or read things in, in here too much, but it really does beg the question, where are we going? Where are we going to meet Jesus? Are we, are we, you're better than I am. You are better than I am. But sometimes it feels like, well, the, you know, uh, meeting of Jesus is almost serendipity. You know, it's just like if I happen to be there when the Holy Spirit moves, that's wonderful. If not, well, you know, I guess I just miss. But, but there's intentionality with what's going on here. Uh, there, you know, uh, well, give, me, give you a window. Uh, for those of you who've been to Disneyland, or those who can afford to go to Disneyland, cost about a, a mortgage payment these days to go there with a family. It really does, like 150 bucks, something ridiculous like that. But the last time when, and you know this is a long time ago, when I had uh, kids that were teenagers, they wanted to go to places I didn't want to go. So I told them, meet me at Cinderella's Castle, or Sleeping Beauty's Castle, whatever that thing is, right at the end of Main Street. Meet me there at such and such a time. Do whatever you want, be safe, don't be stupid, but meet me there at such and such a time. If you don't meet me there, then I'm going to get worried. It's, it's um, you know, you don't want daddy to be worried, uh, two, 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 two young ladies. Um, it's the same thing with us. 
See, there, there, there's crowds at Disneyland. You can't even go there. I mean, you pay 150 bucks and you, you get to ride like three or four good rides before the time runs out. You know, don't tell me about Fast Pass. It doesn't work. Uh, been there, done that. Uh, you could get lost in the crowd with people doing all types of stuff. And Jesus is saying, said to his disciples and the angels reiterated, meet me in Galilee. I got something for you. Meet me there. Meet, meet me there. Uh, the world is crowded. People, places, and things. It will distract you if you allow it to. The world is filled with distraction. The world is filled with distraction. Uh, be it, be it, be it, uh, uh, you know, what's the, the flavor of the week? Empire or something. It's just like, uh, it's, 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 well, I got to see that. You know, we'll make a point, you know. I'm not saying anything. I'm just looking at my golfer there. It's like, I got a tea time on a certain day, and I, and, and I got to meet. I got to be there. You don't miss your tea times, do you, Reggie? You don't, you don't miss your tea times. I'm intentional about it. And the reason I, the re see, the reason I don't miss it is because it's important to me. See, see if, it's, if it's important to me, I'm going to do it. If it's not important to me, something else will get in the way. It always does. The world is crowded. Disneyland is crowded. But if you don't want Daddy to be worried, you don't want Daddy to send out the, the, the security police, if you will, to go hunt you down, because Daddy will do that. And I, will, I shared before, I share now. Uh, uh, as, as one, uh, I believe it was Erica on a, on a recent Facebook post. I said, boy, that's, that sounds pretty good. I, I vaguely remember saying that. Uh, but but, but what, she was saying, what she was repeating back to me was, uh, God will sometimes take us through valleys and situations and difficulty because that's the only time I can get FaceTime with you. That's the only time you'll, you'll bow the knee and, and confess to me and talk to me. I, I have to send a little calamity into your life because otherwise you wouldn't even know me. You don't say a thing to me. Life is going good. What I need to talk to you for? I'm balling. What's the, what's the deal? But send a little something. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Don't you see me here? Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. Thank you. I, I, was, I was waiting for a call. God wants a relationship with us. He wants a relationship with us. So whatever it takes to, 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 to get that FaceTime, I'm going to do it. Don't be distracted. So wisely, uh, the disciples go to Galilee to meet Jesus. And uh, there, when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Again, as I shared before, this is just review. And I promise I won't be before you too long. Uh, because we're only going one verse. Uh, one new verse today. Uh, this verse has been a point of contention for so many people. Uh, part A, anyone could understand. When they saw him, they worshipped him. What do you do when you come before the Lord of Lord and King of Kings? You bow the knee. You worship him. Uh, that's what you do. And I can't, I can't begin to imagine the overwhelming sense of, uh, on the one hand, just absolute relief. Boy, we thought it was going down wrong. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the, the person, the rabbi, the teacher that we were following, he got crucified. I saw him whipped. I saw them pull out tufts of hair from his beard. I saw, I saw the whole thing. I saw, and it didn't go well. And now he's standing here. 
man, how would you feel? <laughs> how would you feel if you saw someone that you know come back that was dead? You were at the funeral. You were there. And next thing you're just like, hey, what's up? How you doing? It's a whoa. Whoa. I'm glad to see you. Whoa. Um, I can't imagine the feeling that they had. Um, but now you look at the, that's the A part. But I think that helps explain the B part of the verse, but some doubted. This just can't be happening. This, 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 this can't be happening. As I shared before, I share again. I am so grateful to God that Matthew's gospel, he doesn't allow, he said, well, let me explain this away for you. Let me, let me give you the, let me give you the, 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 the notes, uh, background to this. He allows you, allows me to sit right there in that, and, and to be as equally perplexed as they were. When they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. As I shared, um, if we allow this, the, the, the 17th verse, to, to really speak to us and we rest there, then the 18th, 19th, and 20th verses will make a whole lot more sense in context. But if we, see, but if we just buzz past that and it's like, uh, uh, you know, boom, 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 then it's just like, oh, okay, well, that just kind of just washes over you. But when they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. Uh, so how do we square worship and doubt? Share again. The word doesn't mean disbelief or even being confused, as they, you might think that they were seeing a ghost or something like this. See, the, this word occurs only here and one other place in all of New Testament. The word translated doubt here. Uh, it was when Peter was in, in the 14th chapter of this same Matthew's gospel, uh, when Peter uh, and the disciples were on the boat, and, and the, the waves and things were like, like getting really crazy. Life was getting really crazy. I'm in this boat. The, things, the, the, the wind is blowing. The, the, the waves are washing over the, the boat. And then they see something, an apparition that looks like a ghost. And Peter calls out, Lord, if it's you, let me come. Jesus said, come on. Come on. He gets out of the boat. He starts to walk, uh, just like Jesus, but then Peter's fear of the situation, Peter's fear of the situation caused him to uh, begin to sink. His fear of the situation caused a change in what he was doing. Um, Jesus saved him and asked, you of little faith, why did you doubt? It's the same word that's being used here, but some doubted. Um, it describes, it is often described me to a T and many uh, Christ followers. I believe, but Lord help my unbelief. Uh, I believe to a certain degree, but given the right set of circumstances, my belief starts to get a little weak kneed. I believe, I see Jesus right here, I, I see him with my own eyes. But there's some doubt. Uh, given the right set of circumstances and the situation, when I'm no longer in control, the word translate is better translation is better translated hesitation or indecision steps in. Hesitation or indecision, it steps in. 
And it is precisely in response to this exact situation that Jesus responds. Jesus is Emmanuel. He's God with us. He knows. He knows what's going on. He, he knows. And they believe, but there's some indecision. There's some trepidation, uh, some hesitation. And so to that, Jesus responds. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. See, you see me, and I know that where you are, you're unsure. You're not altogether, you, you haven't altogether bought in uh, to what's going on. And I know that your uncertainty is going to lead to indecision and cause you to hesitate when I need you to move boldly and decisively. I have two children that are uh, sworn police officers. Two children that are sworn police officers. The last thing, and they'll tell you, the last thing you must be when you are in a situation is indecisive. When something goes down, you better be prepared. You're going to get hurt. People around you are going to get hurt. It's just not going to go well. You need to be prepared to make a move. Uh, so what does Jesus do to help them to move boldly and decisively, to rectify the situation? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. These just aren't idle words. These aren't just, well, I'm just, I'm, uh, you know, I'm stating the obvious. No, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you something right here, right now, because you need to know this because of where you're at and the situation you're in. You, you, you believe me, but there's some indecision. There's, there's some trepidation. And I need to tell you, I need to tell you that all authority in heaven and in earth has been given to me. See, Jesus was completing that, as I like to call it, that prophetic circle that has been spoken about in the seventh chapter uh, of the book of Daniel, uh, where Daniel writes, in my vision at night I looked, and there before me was like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that never will be destroyed. Paul would, rate, would, would later write to the, to the Philippian church, and being found in the presence, in the appearance of as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, as a result of that, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. I hear you, you theologians, I hear you. Jesus is God, he's Emmanuel, he's in the flesh. Wasn't that, wasn't he already on top? The short answer is yes, he already was. Yes, he was already on top. But there's something more going on here. So let's go back and let's look carefully at the 18th verse again. Then Jesus came to them. I can imagine Jesus sitting on a rock, 
this is my spiritual mind. This is, I'm, I'm not, this is my spiritual mind. He's sitting on a rock. He's waiting for them. They arrive. They, they do what a lot of us do. You know, when you talk to somebody, you always got to have that little personal space. You know, it's like, don't, 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 you're too close now. Back up. Just, just back up. It doesn't say how far a distance they were from Jesus, but they were at least a distance where Matthew wrote, bothered to write that wherever they were, when they recognized, they worshiped, they doubted, they knew what was going on, and Jesus then comes to them. Uh, they worship at a distance. Some are filled with indecision. Is this really the Christ? I've been down this path before. I think I'm going to drag my feet a little bit on this one. I've heard that, been there, got a few t-shirts, you know. I've been down this religious, this, this path before. You know, this rabbi guy. Let me, yes, your Lord. Good to see you, Jesus. And what does Jesus do? He walks and he uh, comes close to him. I almost like to think like in a, in a very calm voice. He's just, just, he's just walking, and, he's, and he says, you know what? All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. That level of intimacy is a whole lot different than standing back here if we were in our mind's eye to think, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Jesus walks. He moves closer. And he lets him know, you know what? I've got the whole world in my hand. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're feeling. It's okay. I know the things that you're wrestling with in the middle of the night that cause you to cry. I know you, you, you cut and ran when uh, things were going down. You left me. But I don't need to bring that up. I, 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 I got you. I, I, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's okay. See, we are great at recognizing God for God. But we miss a whole lot when we don't recognize him as Abba. Abba. What's an Abba? What's an Abba? What's an Abba? What's an Abba? It's a Jewish term of endearment for the male. Papa, Daddy, not Father, Daddy. Abba is when you can, you can put your head on his shoulder and hug and cry, and you don't have to say anything. That's what you can do with Daddy. Father's kind of spank. Father's discipline. Abba's love. Abba knows. You ain't fooling nobody. I know who you are. I know you. I, 
I know you, you, I know where you're at. I know the situations in your life. That's okay. So Jesus walks up to him and tells him, I got the little bitty babies in my hand. I got the whole wide world in my hand. Heaven, earth, whatever you can think of. Stars, all of this. All of this is under my authority. What does that mean? Um, what does it mean? All throughout the gospel, prior to his crucifixion, Jesus spoke about having equivalency with the Father. Now we see in the passive voice, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And he lets us know that the Father's in charge, uh, but Jesus has received and is going to act on what is already his. This is not so much as saying something new uh, as much as it's just an affirmation of a pre-existing reality. A lot of things have gone on, but let me tell you something. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I'm closing. Uh, see, this, this, this statement takes on, for me, takes on even greater weight when I'm close to you when I'm right next to you. Don't think we have any kids here. Um, when we are most passionate with the one we love, to say something, I love you, that takes on one weight. But when I'm really close to you, and I whisper, Mother, I love you. That means altogether different. We have a tendency to, to speak from a distance, and we have a tendency to, uh, to speak loudly. Um, but when, I'm, when Jesus draws close to us, when he, we allow him to draw close to us and whisper in our ear, then you can even see the, the scars. This is, this is where I was nailed to the cross for you. Don't, words don't have to be exchanged. You just, that's why, that's why when, in, in the quiet times of study, I just, nothing's going on. All, all, I, all I have to do is just, just sit in my chair and just think about Christ. Just, just start thinking about him. Not reading nothing. Not reading a thing. But just meditating on the Christ. And then I start to think about all that he did. For, see, but if I'm from a distance, I can't see. And I don't appreciate. You don't see the scars when you're at a distance. But when you're close... See this? I do this for you. See this hair that was, that was pulled out of my, my, my face? It was for you. 
this wound in my side was for you. It wasn't for anybody else. It was for you. It's for you. It's for you. And when we see that it was for me, not just broadly speaking, see, because we could get lost at Disneyland, but when we have that rendezvous with Dad at Cinderella's castle at that certain time, then we'll say, yep, that's my dad. That's my dad. How do I know it's my dad? I can tell by the head. Tell by the voice. Tell by the voice. My, 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 my sheep hear my voice, and they know me. Uh, then we can see Christ live, the, the, the works of the Holy Spirit lived out when we are close to Christ. I am done. There's, uh, I don't know if it's true or not. He told me it was true. Talked to Cliff the, the other day, and we were talking about what we're talking about, facility and different things. And he said, well, I got to get off the phone now. He said, I'm my coaches, gives of himself all the time, all the time. Got to get off the phone. I got to coach uh, uh, this JV team. So I'll be praying for you. Hope you guys win. <laughs> we ain't going to win. <laughs> These guys are bad. They're, they're awful. They're, 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 they're undisciplined. They're, they're, we, we lose by big margins. Okay. I'll pray that God blesses you with a win today. Okay? Now, if he does, call me back. He didn't call me back. <laughs> but he texted me. They won. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's right up there with the, the players saying, oh, I thank God for uh, giving me the victory, assuming that the other people on the other side didn't pray the same thing. I, I get all of that. And I'm not reading anything into this. Just, but like I said, I'm not Elijah. All I know is that Elijah asked the widow to do a certain thing. She did it, and something happened. Coincidence? I don't know, and I really don't care. The point is, won't he do it? Won't he do it? See, see, see that's what we have to recognize, but you won't realize that if we stand from a distance, allow doubt and indecision to interfere into our lives, but if we get up close and we'll see, look, if Jesus did this and the same Spirit of God that raised him from the dead is resident in my body, in my spiritual body, what can't I do? Won't he do it? Do what? Whatever it is you need is a song in tones. God's got it. Well, I, I, I want to cattle on a thousand hills. He's got that, but see, you're, you're asking of your own flesh. You're not asking for his divine will on your life. See, God may have in store for you persecution and sacrifice. For others, he may have what the world would call a good life. But that's for God to decide. What we need to do, what we need to do is to meet him in Galilee. 
That's all we need to do. And as Jesus draws close to us, look carefully. Look carefully at his body. Look carefully at what was done on our behalf. And then we'll respond the way we're supposed to respond. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, again, we want to say thank you. Thank you for this incredibly powerful portion of scripture that speaks to our heart, not in a, in a dry, um, cold, historical way, but in a very real and personal way to know that Jesus draws close to us. Your Holy Spirit, Father, resides in us. And you bless us. Father, now, be with us as we go down from this place. Father, that we continue to be that salt and light to a world and a community that is both tasteless and dark. It's in the name of your Son, our Savior, the Christ, we ask it all. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm.